Uh, today's Youth Sunday, mixed with Mission Sunday, and we're calling it Send Us Sunday. If you've seen these shirts right here, we have the shirt crew here. Give it up for the shirt crew. Nice job. You've seen any of these guys here? Um, these are our kids that are going overseas. Uh, either they just got back from an overseas trip or they are going to an overseas trip. So uh, we're, we get to support them today. So there will be an offering at the end of the uh, service. Uh, we don't normally take an offering here at Encore, but we're going to uh, tonight to support our young people today. Uh, also, uh, because it's Youth Sunday, we have a little announcement to make. Now, Steve, you've been in youth ministry for 25 years. That's how old he is. 25 years in youth ministry, so we can... Uh, I'm 25 years old. I've been <laughs> yes. doing it since I was zero. Since you were born. Nice. <laughs> So um, we've been talking over the last couple of years that perhaps, you know, it is time in your season of life and in your ministry here as you are growing, um, really in, in uh, teaching ministry here and counseling ministry, family ministry, that uh, it's perhaps time for you to hand off the reins of high school ministry to somebody. That's why this big guy's here. By the way, I'm not five foot six. He's just seven foot 12. So uh, anyway, Steve, uh, tell us about the journey that you've been on these last couple of years. Yeah, over the last couple of years, I, I, my heart has always been to do whatever I do, I want to do with passion. And my thought was if I ever lose my passion, I'll just go sell something and make more money than I use a pastor, hopefully, anyways, right? But my passion has been youth for 20-something years, and I've noticed over the last few years that a lot of my passion, even though I love being with the kids, I found myself having a passion of teaching here at Main Service. I get to counsel a lot throughout the week, and I'm loving working with families and marriages and parents, and I'm just finding that as I turned 50 this year, uh, maybe it's time to grow up a little and, and, and start doing some other things. And so over the last couple of years, we have been talking about this idea of all the other things I do. I'd say that probably the youth department here gets maybe 30 to 40% of my time. So I think that it's time for our youth department to get 100% like focus, as well as me going to where I think my bigger sphere of influence is right now, which would be teaching more and counseling more and working with families and pastors and stuff like that. So for us, it was finding the right person. Right. That was, I'm not into like sending out, you know, sending your apps. Let me look at through all these resumes. Yeah. No way. So we've just been kind of waiting and that's where this day comes in. And so about three months ago, we got a communication from Kyle Preston here. And how did that go between you two? Initially? Yeah. So I've always said that if I could find a guy, I'd want him to be like a Ryan Beaver kind of guy, <laughs> or I would at times talk to uh, Ryan and say, or like that Kyle Preston guy I've known for like seven years just watching his ministry. And so about three months ago, got an email from him that he was going to be leaving his church and he sent me an email to say do you know of anything going on out there I know that you kind of know what's going on do you know anyone that's looking for a high school youth pastor and I said well let's have coffee on Monday and then I got off the uh, sent that email then called Scott what are you doing Monday we're going to ambush this guy and he's not going to leave that office until he we, he, he commits the no and I actually ended up calling him on Sunday and saying Kyle I got to tell you you're not just meeting with me to talk about about something I know out there. You're meeting with Scott and I because I'm looking for a guy here and you're the kind of guy that I would love to see here. Would you like to still have this meeting? And, <laughs> and three months later, July 1st, he's gonna be starting and I am so stoked about that. We are very, very excited. And uh, let's welcome Kyle Preston, by the way, to Rancho. And he's got a lovely wife, Laurel, and three beautiful kids. And his kids are like four years old, and they're already six foot something. So, uh, anyway. Yeah. Sports here at Rancho, <laughs> baby. Yeah. Basketball, basketball team at Rancho football. in a few yeah. years is yeah. going to be top tall. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they're only seven foot now. So, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, when we got together, it was, it was really a great experience because there was a camaraderie right away in your style of youth ministry, your vision for youth ministry. You've been doing it for seven years full time, like six or nine years before that, I think, right? Yeah, I've been Volunteer. doing youth ministry for... 14 years, something right, like that. So there's about 
50 to 60 years worth of youth experience on the stage. We just have a passion for equipping that next generation. Uh, we shared a camaraderie even with uh, you know, theology and the books that we're reading. So it was really great to be able to say, all right, coming to Rancho July 1st. So it's very exciting. So what, is, uh, what, what motivates and fuels you in youth ministry? Yeah, well, first of all, I'm so excited to be coming to Rancho. Like, it's, I'm stoked. It's going to be awesome. Uh, but what fuels me in youth ministry? How do you take a passion and put cram it into, like, 90 seconds? <laughs> you can do it. I think that, I think back on my life when I was in high school. Uh, I didn't grow up in a Christian home. I grew up in a home where my parents were far from believers. But something changed when I was 17, and someone shared the gospel, the good news uh, they pointed me towards God found in Jesus Christ and his cross, and that changed my life. And I bet there are people in this room that could say the same thing, for good or for bad, that your life was changed because of something that happened when you were in high school. Something happened, some, whether it was good or bad, it changed the direction of your life. And how awesome is it that in youth ministry, we get to step in during those years and point those students to Jesus. I say all the time to my leaders, the fruit of youth ministry, we don't want it right, or the goal isn't right now. We'll take it, but that's not the goal. The goal for fruit in youth ministry is in 10, 20, 30 years down the road, they're still following Jesus. They've discovered their identity, their passion, their purpose, and especially even like some of these students, that their eyes have been opened through serving, and they become world changers. There's a verse uh, it's in 1 Peter chapter 4, and it says, Each of you use the gifts you have received to serve one another. Uh, in this way, administer God's grace in all of its forms. And uh, I, want, I like focusing on the first few words there. Each of you. And that means whether you're 8 or 18 or 80, uh, you can step into God's kingdom. You could take a step deeper. And, and uh, to, to quote a saying I've heard once or twice, be part of thousands of friends advancing the cause of Christ. <laughs> You'll hear that again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like it. I like it a lot. That's good. And that brings us really to Youth Sunday, Mission Sunday, and an initiative that we're starting here today uh, called Go Beyond. And it's an initiative for student ministries that from the time they're in elementary school all the way through high school, every year they will go beyond, take that next step to serving locally and globally. And you certainly know, along with Steve and Brian Phillips and the rest of the children's ministry and youth ministry here, how important it is as we follow Christ to follow him in that service together. So thanks, man, and we welcome you to Rancho. It's going to be fun for sure. You take care. All right. Okay, kids, start making your way up here. So we're going to introduce you to several dozen of the over 100 students that are going to be going uh, to another country uh, this coming year to serve Jesus Christ in some fashion. So we're going to introduce you to some of those kids as well as tell some of the stories about what's happening on the field and really uh, what makes a, a big difference there. As, uh, as you've seen on the screen, as we've talked about, every level of, of student ministry, both here at the church and at the school, uh, will be dedicated to, to service. That's really what it means to follow Jesus Christ. It's not just about receiving the message and holding it. It's receiving the message, being transformed by the love and grace of God through Jesus Christ, and then sharing that with others locally and globally. And so as we said, from elementary school to Club 45, middle school, high school, uh, they're going to take the next step. So in elementary school, they'll start with just local projects like our farm. Our farm day uh, yesterday was the first harvest, and all that produce will go to serve families in need. Elementary school students can get out there and, and work on that farm. And I'd encourage you to get out there with your own students of any age and work that farm on Saturdays. Um, 
Club 45, they'll start serving through more advanced projects. It could be through uh, food packing with the rescue mission. Same thing with middle school, working with a community mission of, of hope, and perhaps the first Mexico trip, maybe a day trip with our junior high students. Then as they get to high school, Steve's been leading with homeless outreach every quarter, Mexico trips every year, and uh, then, of course, dozens of students going overseas uh, to serve. I want to show you the Go Beyond mission. The Go Beyond mission is this that every student at Rancho Church and School will hold dear the value of advancing the cause of Christ for a lifetime by selfless service locally and globally. I want to repeat that. This is, this is launching today. A lot of pieces are in place. Uh, through our impact ministry led by Megan, through our children's ministry and youth ministry, this is being launched today, that every student at Rancho Church and School holds dear the value of advancing the cause of Christ for a lifetime by selfless service locally and globally. So we're gonna highlight some of those trips today, five of them, and we're also gonna to give towards that cause to support these students, love on these students, encourage these students, we're behind you. So Steve, uh, lead us in introducing our kids here. Yeah, you know, I, I do gotta tell you that the hardest part about this is I do have a passion for these kids, and I love these kids. And so this has been kind of a bittersweet day for me, but it's been exciting. So not just to get kids to serve, you know, I, I, that is important, but sometimes I think we have this idea like, we just gotta get teenagers doing something better right? It's like, let's get them, keep them busy and get them serving. And that is true. I mean, we want to help them grow in serving. But what I found in these trips is that as they go beyond, it also is just going beyond their comfort zone, going beyond what's normal, going beyond just that everyday existence. Like, man, Southern California, we're like those frogs that just got stuck in a pot, right? And then it just started boiling over time. We don't even know that we're just stuck. And when they go, the change that happens is amazing in their thinking. Romans 12, 2 says, no longer be conformed to the pattern of this world, be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you'll be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good, pleasing, and perfect will. And I can tell them all day long, God's will is good, pleasing, and perfect. But what you're going to hear is that through some of these trips, they tested and they proved that to be true by walking and, and obeying and, and serving. And so, so uh, from our Mexico trip, I got a couple girls here, seniors. This is a bittersweet day because these are seniors that have been in my life for a while. And, and Emma, uh, you've been wanting to go on a trip for a while. It just hasn't worked out. And finally, just a couple months, weeks, a couple months, it was a month ago now, whatever it was, you got to go to Mexico with us. And I know it had a profound impact on your life and how you were thinking. What, what perspective did you get, uh, just take home from that? Yeah, so the main thing that stood out to me from the Mexico trip was definitely how grateful everyone was. And not even just how grateful they were, but how grateful they were in midst of poverty and in midst of um, having significantly less than what we have. And I think that really stood out to me and helped put a different perspective on my own life as well. Um, I think it kind of, my takeaway from that was I just wanted to be so much more grateful for everything that God has blessed me with, which is even more than what these people have and what they're already doing. So... You know, and when you think about it, parents, how many, how many times we're telling our kids to be more grateful as we're giving them more stuff, right? Here's this, here's this, be grateful, right? Just send them to Mexico with us. They'll see a different perspective, right? Uh, Delaney, uh, you got to go with us. You've been one of our worship leaders now for, what, three years, just leading at core and at school. And, and uh, this trip had an impact on you, too, just on that, that area of circumstances. What happened in your life on this trip? Um, well, I can definitely attest to what Emma said about being grateful for everything, but what really impacted me the most was to see how much trust these people had in the midst of having just terrible circumstances and situations. Um, these people lived in a, are living in a 12 by 16 house now, and 
that's definitely not the ideal situation, but they still had such a strong faith and trust in God. And that's something that I'll definitely take away in my life um, through being a worship leader, that whoever God leads me is the right place and that I'll be serving his good, pleasing, and perfect will. This is a mini house of the 12 by 12 houses we build there. So that's what we built for families with four kids. So pretty powerful. The next move on was uh, Cuba. So last year we got to take a group to uh, Cuba to ba play baseball. And uh, a guy named Monty, who's been a coach in this uh, community for quite a few years, uh, he just had this heart. To, I want to do missions. I want to do baseball. He called up someone from our church here, got him in touch with Rick Eisman. And they said, okay, let's go to Cuba with a baseball team. And he said, okay. And they went. And I uh, just had an amazing time. Uh, coach Nobiensky who coaches here got to go with them. But Carter, you were one that went there and, and began to really see how baseball became like this glue that bound you guys together with the Cubans. Why don't you tell us about kind of your experience there? Yeah, so uh, Cuba is a communist country and um, they're a lot in culture. They're just very nice, very friendly, very open. And, um, but we don't speak the same language, so that's that kind of a little barrier. But uh, we do both play baseball. So right when we got there, there was a uh, instant connection between us. And uh, through baseball, um, we just made a lot of new friends down there, and it gave us opportunity to share the gospel in homes in Cuba, and we, uh, we can't wait to go back. And you're actually going back in a few weeks. So now you could pray for our team. We have a team of guys going back to play baseball again and to share the gospel. So what an awesome opportunity. And then uh, this year we have a new uh, a trip coming up just in a couple weeks as well to Peru. And this is Shane Treadway. And uh, Shane uh, spent 14 years in Peru as a missionary and got impacted in high school time with high school trips to Mexico. Uh, but now what you're doing is going to be pretty crazy what we're going to be doing coming up here. So why don't you tell us about kind of how you got here and, and what you guys are doing in Peru. Thanks, man. Yeah, Steve was saying, my wife and I, we, uh, we were 14 years ministering in Peru, and we had a lot of pretty crazy, wild experiences, and we saw God working in some rich ways and um, uh, involved in church planting, and had a coffee shop, did some fair trade stuff, just lots of great things that are kind of still moving forward. But what drew me to mission was uh, the Mexico trip. And it wasn't when I was a youth, because when I was a youth, I could have cared less about stuff, you know. I was an intern at that time in my early 20s and, and went there with the young people. And God just put that on my heart so strongly that I would drive back there myself, just by myself, in my car and go find that little town and uh, with a soccer ball. And I just was called to mission at that time. And so now, coming back full circle, um, teaching here at, at, at Rancho Christian and having the opportunity to uh, just inspire and encourage young people who want to uh, be involved overseas or cross-cultural ministry. And the ministry that we're going to be involved in uh, this summer is very intense. It's called uh, Peace and Hope, or Paz y Esperanza. And the focus of, of this ministry is, is young women, really teens, who have been abused. And they've been abused uh, sexually as well as is physically, and they provide a shelter for these girls. And these girls, we're talking 13-year-olds with kids, with babies. And, um, and oftentimes their, their, their rights, their, their legal rights aren't defended because of poverty. And so this ministry is really incredible in that way. It's a real strong social justice ministry, and um, it's really going to have a strong impact on these kids. And so right now Amy's going to share um, sort of how these types of ministries can impact youth. Yeah, I definitely think it's really good to go at this age because it just brings a whole new perspective. It's really good for our age to go out of our 
usual daily life, go out of our town and to just serve overseas. And I really think it like impacts us spiritually as we learn more about our faith. And we're also learning about how to give different cultures um, God and share that with them in a unique way. So I think it's a really good opportunity. Thanks so much, Amy. It's kind of interesting what you said because I remember we've gone so much. When we go to Mexico, the guys down there were saying, man, you guys are teenagers. All you have to give is your life. You don't have anything else, right? We have like house. How do we give our house, our job? What, what do we do? And he always says, teenagers have your life. So what are you going to do with it? And it's made an impact. So uh, Imani, Imani Christian School is, is something that we have started here. You guys have heard about it. We, we've sold their coffee and been around. And Andy and Jake went as father and son. And, you know, you kind of have the experience of not being on a trip ever. And, and how has that impacted you? And then being there with your son, then we can't wait to hear from Jake as well. That's great. Thanks, Steve. Yeah, so like Steve said, I'd never been on a missions trip before. So I decided to go big or go home. So I went to Kenya. Uh, Brian Roush, you guys have heard him speak about uh, the heart that, that he has for the orphans in Africa. And that's what Imani Christian School does. Uh, Kenya is, is largely a very poor place. Uh, there's not a lot of good health care in the outlying areas, and that's where the school is. So without the school, these kids are going to suffer a lot. And uh, I've had the privilege over the last 20 years or so of helping you know, my clients raise money to help support this kind of stuff. And so it was really cool for me to go. And by the way, for those of you that are parents... It is one thing to suggest that your kids get their life together. It is another thing for you to get your life together and show them how that's done. And there's nothing like going on a missions trip with your son or your daughter when you're totally out of your comfort zone and you don't know anything more than they know. And you just get to watch God work. And so I'd like to have Jake share a little bit about his experience and uh, maybe some of the kids. So Imani Christian School, um, all of the kids there, they're all orphans, and so they don't really have um, places to stay. They don't have, like um, my dad was saying, they don't have health care. And so um, Imani gives them that, and it allows them to break out of what is the poverty cycle there by giving them access to higher education. Um, I remember very specifically uh, one of the kids named Mike, great kid. He wants to come to America, go to an American university, and become a political science major. Um, I remember we were um, at halftime during one of our soccer games, and he started talking more about our congressman than any of us knew. It was the craziest thing. Um, but um, it's things like that. Um, uh, we're giving him, Mike, and his friends, and many other um, orphans, that kind of opportunity to um, not only go to a, uh, a nice, very nice boarding school, but... Um, really allow, allow us to teach them the Christian faith as well. Awesome. So, you know, I, I, I just, let's give these kids a hand because everyone up here, so, um, you know, after, if you want to ask any kids questions with these shirts on or some of our leaders have been around and every one of these kids even gone to Mexico or going to Peru, they're going to Cuba, they've, they're doing other things and, and this is just kind of this go beyond thing that we're starting. So thank you guys so much for being part of this. Scott, why don't you come on up and... Uh, yeah, I appreciate that. Thanks. Well, it really is a uh, very big deal to have all these kids going overseas, and they're going to make a difference. They're going to make an impact. But I think uh, what's even deeper still is the impact that is going to be had on them uh, as they make this trip. Uh, so I want to show you a sentence for us to kind of just uh, to, to ruminate with here. Youth missions is perhaps uh, one of the most powerful forces on earth. Youth missions is perhaps one of the most powerful forces on earth. Now, why would we say that? 
That's quite a statement. You know, this isn't just about a trip. It's not just about some projects. It's not just about a life experience for these kids. Something deeper than that is taking place. So here's our point here. What students prioritize and experience in their youth powerfully shapes them for the rest of their lives. Then for the rest of their lives, they powerfully shape the world around them. That's why these youth mission trips are among the most powerful force on earth. It's not just about the project, not just about the experience, it's about what happens in their lives, and it shapes them for the rest of their lives. As uh, Kyle said earlier, what people experience in high school and what they prioritize carries with them. It, that's, that's true of us as well. I know for me, I was shaped powerfully by these uh, uh, short-term trips. When I was in junior high, I started kind of dabbling around Rancho Community Church and getting involved, and there was a, a trip open to Mexico. I'd never been to Mexico, didn't know anything about it. I thought my friends are going. A couple of my youth leaders I trust are going, so I'm going to head down there. And headed down there and had no idea what, what to experience. And I uh, got down there and I was assigned washing uh, lice out of the hair of, uh, of young children who were living in a dump. Got to hand out fruit to kids who probably hadn't eaten a piece of fruit in, in weeks. And uh, that radically shaped me as a middle school student. It was scary going down there, I'm telling you. I went with uh, my, my few buddies and a couple of youth leaders and thought, okay, at least I, I feel a little safe in this van. But we went over that border and wow, it was quite an experience. And it shaped my life forever. Uh, I went back time and time and time again. Uh, ended up um, getting into youth ministry and kept taking students back. And then we went to, to Russia and then Philippines and Peru. It just goes on and on and on. We get addicted to this idea that God can use us locally and globally, even from the time we are very, very young. So there's a few things uh, that are very important about these trips, and I want to show them to you today. First of all, students are stretched in life and in faith. Through these trips, students are stretched in life and in faith. Now, students have a reputation for being a bit soft, especially in this area. No offense to the students in this area, but this isn't the real world. This is Disneyland. We call this Disneyland all the time, right? It's not real. Now, don't get me wrong. There are real problems and real struggles, real family problems, real self-image problems uh, locally here. Um, but it really is Disneyland. It is not the real world. And so to take students away from the Temecula Marietta Valley and to take them uh, to places, whether they're here uh, in California or overseas, take them to places where there is real systemic pain and oppression and poverty, it makes an impact. And people do come back more grateful. They do come back stronger. They come back more mature. It powerfully shapes us. It stretches us in life and in faith. When our students go overseas, they are stretched. They have an experience of adventure and fear. It's an odd emotion because you're excited to go and do something new, but you're also afraid. You don't know what's going on. You don't know what you're doing. You don't know the culture. You don't know the language, but you go. They have to raise money on their own. This is responsibility. This is adult-style responsibility. Some of these kids, now get this, have actually worked with their hands for money to pay for this trip. I know it's a foreign concept here, but uh, they're working, not just for themselves, they're working to fund this trip. They go uh, to training sessions on culture and language and articulating the gospel. They have to go through the process of getting a passport. They're taking a week or two off of their vacation to do something for others. They take risks they've never th thought of taking. Their parents are taking the risk of sending their kids uh, overseas. That is tough for a lot of parents. Uh, they stand in front of the church all day on a, on a Sunday and, uh, and share their heart and meet with us so that we can dialogue with people about our trips. This is a, a real stretch for a lot of these students. And this falls in line with Philippians chapter 2. God gives his vision for uh, his kingdom on the earth. And then he tells us how to be involved in it. 
It says, at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth. And every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of the Father. God wants every tongue, every tribe, every nation. This is talking about God's heart for the nation here. God doesn't want to leave anyone out. All over the earth, he wants his church to spread the good news by what we do and by what, and by what we say. So that every man, woman, child, according to Proverbs 22, every family on earth will enjoy the grace and the goodness of God. So how do we get involved with this mission? Very next verse. Therefore, my dear friends, as you have always obeyed, not just in my presence, but now in my absence, continue to work out your salvation with fear and trembling. And, and that verse is a fairly famous verse, working out our salvation with fear and trembling. But it's tied to the verse before that says the salvation of God is for all the world. Therefore, work it out, live it out with fear and trembling. And so for these kids to take that kind of a risk, that causes a little bit of fear and a little bit of trembling in order to get God's saving grace to the end of the earth. It is very, very exciting. So the first reason for these trips is it really stretches and grows our students. Secondly, students are empowered to serve for a lifetime. They're empowered to serve for a lifetime. When Jesus followed uh, or gathered his disciples, and they were anywhere between you know, 15 and 20 years old, they were, they were fairly young. Uh, Jesus says this, come and follow me and I will make you fishers of men. There's two things going on in this verse. First, Jesus says, follow me. And we may know what that's like. At some point, you heard the message of God's love for you, God's forgiveness towards you through Jesus Christ, God's grace lavished upon us, freely given to us, because Jesus Christ laid his life down on a cross, our sins are forgiven, because he walked out of the tomb, sin and death has no victory, and we get this new and eternal life freely given in Jesus Christ. We simply believe. That's what it means to follow Jesus Christ. And then we get in a community of faith like Rancho Community Church, and we are learning together and growing together. That's one part of following Christ. But Jesus says, follow me, and I will make you fishers of men. In other words, I'm going to get you involved in this saving work that I'm doing all over the earth. I'm going to get you involved. You are going to win men, women, children, families all over the earth uh, to the Lord Jesus Christ himself. Follow me, and I'll make you fishers of men. So these 100-plus students that are going to other nations uh, over the course of this year, they are getting involved in becoming fishers of men. Uh, and, and they're drawing people to the grace of God through Jesus Christ. Students who participate in a trip, their lives are changed forever. They're more in tune with the struggles of this world, and you've heard that from these students. They're more compassionate and empathetic as a result. They're more globally aware and culturally engaged. They're more open to learning from other cultures in humility. There's a little bit of a cockiness and arrogance when we're in our own hometown. We know everything, we know everybody, we know what to do, we're very comfortable. But you take these students overseas and they're very uncomfortable. We don't know anything when we go overseas. We are guests in another uh, country, in another culture. So we have to be humble and we have to learn from others. It's a lifelong skill that's developed on these mission trips. They see life differently and they're forever changed. Get what our students get to experience. This year, our students will build a dozen homes with their own hands in Mexico. They can't even clean their rooms, but they're building houses for families in Mexico, right? And when they're done building that house, our students get to hand the keys over to a father who's been raising his children under a tarp. Our students get to experience that, and they're changed forever. Our students get to, get to build and open a school for orphans, mainly AIDS orphans, in Kenya, they get to build and open that school. 
Over January, they got to see dozens and dozens of orphaned students who are living just kind of scattered in random people's homes. They get to see them in a Christ-centered boarding home in a family setting where they are loved and educated and will have every opportunity to go to higher education, uh, have a great life, and help to shape Africa. Our kids get to build and open an orphanage in Kenya. Our students get to share the forgiving grace of Jesus Christ in the homes of Cubans. They built relationships with them on the baseball field. They built connections with family. They got to go door to door and share their faith uh, with these Cuban people. Our students get to minister to young girls who were rescued by the authorities from a terribly abusive uh, home life. And they're now in a shelter and our students get to come alongside of these very young teenagers who have been horrifically abused and share their life with them, share God's grace with them, become friends with them, and help to heal them. Our kids get to do that. Our students get to travel to Ethiopia and and participate in a ministry uh, and create a ministry that feeds Ethiopian children who will not have a meal all day if it wasn't for the ministry that we have provided and the ministry that we've started, that our, our students have started. This is what our kids get to do. Imagine that world. Imagine sort of the normal Temecula kid's life where it's school and soccer and school and dance and school. I mean, that's great. Believe me, Disneyland's great. But compare that with what these kids get to do every year as they go beyond and go beyond. It radically transforms the lives, and then God will use them to radically transform the world. The final thing that I think is so important about these trips is that boys and girls become men and women. Because of these trips, boys and girls become men and women. Now, you may have heard of a rite of passage. Many, many cultures have a rite of passage. Could be a quinceanera, could be a a bar mitzvah, where um, students become adults culturally, where boys become men and girls become women. Uh, We have, I think, a cultural flaw in the West. We don't have a rite of passage. We don't have sort of a a familial program to make men and to make women. And as a result, um, many sociologists believe that's why we have a lot of 35-year-old children, not equipped really to handle adult responsibilities very often. We don't have a rite of passage in our culture. This is as close as it gets to a rite of passage. In a rite of passage, there's usually what's called a separation ceremony. This is true of tribal rites of passage, more sophisticated rites of passage. Uh, It's a separation ceremony where boys and girls are separated from their parents, and they have this incredible adventure with a little bit of risk involved where mommy and daddy are not by their sides. It's a separation ceremony. These go-beyond trips, to us, are like that separation ceremony. My uh, twin boys went to Cuba last uh, year and specifically did not go with them because in our minds, this was their separation ceremony. They're going to go overseas. They're going to experience something wonderful and powerful, a little mysterious, a little, a little freaky for them, but it's a good thing because those boys are becoming men. I happen to be going with them in a couple of weeks, and I'm excited to share that journey with them. But last year was their rite of passage trip. It was their rite of passage uh, separation ceremony and such a powerful thing that's happened in their lives and the lives of the students that are going. And so it's a rite of passage where boys become men and girls become women. These go-beyond experiences form a lifelong, selfless, generous man or woman advancing the cause of Christ for a lifetime. To put it this way, sending our youth on a mission in unfamiliar territory where they have to depend on God and one another totally, serving others and sharing their faith, transforms lives unlike any other experience on earth. And they become deeper people as a result more mature followers of Jesus Christ, serving him for a lifetime. That's why we do these trips. 
And I'm so excited that this Go Beyond program is, is launched today. Uh, there's a lot of excitement throughout the church about this. If you have a, a student, uh, no matter what age, in elementary school, get them involved. This summer, we're going to have Kids with Purpose. It's a whole week where elementary students can serve uh, around town here. Every day, there's a service project. Get them involved in, in the um, uh, Club 45 service teams, the middle school service teams, the high school service teams. And every year, watch your student take the next step to go beyond and go beyond and go beyond. And our hope that is that every Rancho church and Rancho school um, teenager between their junior and senior year will go overseas. That's our vision. And you talk about a transforming work in our church and what those kids will do for the rest of their lives. It really is astounding. We're going to close our time together by taking an offering. We have one more interview during that offering. And, and, uh, and as we take the offering, I want you to consider uh, how you can give. Maybe you're not ready to give tonight. We, again, we usually don't take an offering like this at Encore uh, evening. But if you're not able to give tonight, I encourage you to go online. This morning, I was the very first one to donate to the Go Beyond deal. It was 6 o'clock this morning, got my Rancho app, which you got to get, hit it, hit the give button, online giving, took me about 30 seconds, and, uh, and was able to support these kids uh, by, by our giving. You could do that on the Rancho app right now. Also, there will be a table in the lobby, uh, so if you want to give at that table out there, get to know some of these students, that would be great as well. Let's pray, and we'll uh, take up the offering to support these kids. Heavenly Father, we thank you for our time together to celebrate your work in the lives of these students. Students who could very well be um, taking their summer and, and spending it only on themselves, where they could be making money only for themselves, where they could uh, just have sort of a normal uh, experience of this, uh, over the summer. But God, they have taken the step of boldness and courage, they've taken a step of faith, and they're getting involved in a radically transformative time where they will be used by you to make a difference in the lives of others but God, what will happen in their lives will be far more powerful, where you will shape them, transform them for a lifetime, selflessly serving you locally and globally. Thank you for the generosity of this church. Thank you for our selfless giving to, um, to really communicate to these students that we support them and we love them and we care for them and we'll provide for them. Thank you that these kids have worked so hard to get to these trips and thank you that we can come alongside them and partner with them in these, uh, in these go beyond trips that will honor you and make a difference in this world. In Christ's name we pray. Amen. Well, as that's going around, I want to introduce Alyssa up here, and we're going to highlight our fifth uh, trip as well. And uh, Alyssa, you may know her. She's kind of famous around here. She's a big deal. Uh, she's been volunteering everywhere since she was very young, and she was uh, on video just a couple weeks ago talking about the Breakfast Club, which uh, you helped to start. So tell us how you got started in serving uh, really through our youth programs. Yeah. I started serving here at Rancho in the children's ministry and um, in the high school group, going on our homeless outreaches and going on our Mexico trips. And those experiences not only gave me a taste of what missions was, but of who God was and the burden he had for the least and the lost and made me want to do more. Now, particularly when you went to Mexico, uh, that really stirred something in you. And you had experiences, that, experiences there that, that ended up getting you into Ethiopia and starting a ministry there. So connect the dot between Mexico and Ethiopia. I mean, you heard these kids talk today. When you're in Mexico and you're building somebody a home, that's changing your life. You're seeing things that we're not used to seeing here. So for me, it really changed my priorities serving in Mexico and just made me realize that there was so much more out there. Um, so I actually ended up going on a mission trip with one of our missionaries to Ethiopia. And in Ethiopia, I was seeing much different things than I even saw in Mexico. I was seeing kids fainting and crying and failing in school because they hadn't eaten in days. And I was spending my days with girls whose 
bodies were being sold for pennies. And I was embracing people that have never heard the love of Jesus before and being able to share the gospel with them. And those opportunity, opportunities and experiences made me realize um, the purpose and the value of being a Christian and made me want to do more. So eventually I was able to start the breakfast club and we're now feeding 35 kids breakfast every morning before school. And we're able to use that breakfast as an open door to share the gospel and bring them hope for their future. Now these kids, as you said, were fainting in school because they hadn't eaten. And so now there are dozens of students that are getting a meal, getting loved, have a little play area for them and really getting cared for in powerful ways. And we are uh, celebrating that you just became a nonprofit with a board. So you now uh, have launched an international ministry. So we appreciate that. That is so cool. Um, now, you also have a vision for this. Uh, these uh, these uh, several dozen kids are wonderful, beautiful, and you're providing for them in powerful ways. But what's the vision of the Breakfast Club? I mean, ultimately, we have 35 kids. The vision is that we're going to be feeding thousands in the next five years. I'd love to start more Breakfast Clubs um, in Ethiopia and globally and to be able to bring our youth here at Rancho and in Semecula to come and serve the kids. And we're already, we have three interns coming with us in the next two months to be able to serve at the Breakfast Club. So my hope and prayer is that we're going to be feeding thousands and using that breakfast to advance the cause of Christ. Excellent. Well, thank you very much. We appreciate it. And congratulations. Very cool. This is uh, an example of what can happen when we send one of our own uh, overseas on a go-beyond trip. Now, it could very well be that one of these students that were up here is the next Alyssa, starting an international ministry, right? It could very well be that that person's on the stage. It could very well be that one of these uh, youth that are up here going on a go-beyond trip, they're going to be the next adult leaders who then lead the next generation of youth, transforming their lives and transforming the world. And uh, I want to thank you for your generosity. Thank you so much for uh, your, your effort of prayer, uh, your effort of giving resources. Again, you can meet a lot of these students uh, out in the lobby today, and you can uh, give if you weren't quite ready for the offering, and you can give online as well. Let's close in prayer. Uh, let's stand together, and uh, let's pray. Our God and Father, we thank you for your love for us through Jesus Christ, and we want to be able to not only receive that grace, but share that grace. Thank you that we have a, a church like Rancho, a generous church, who will come alongside these students and say we support you and we love you, we encourage you, we will resource you, and, uh, and we want to pray for you. And, and God, as we pray for these kids, we ask that as they travel to Mexico, to Cuba, to Peru, to Ethiopia, and to Kenya, that you would open every door for them, protect them, and keep them. We pray that they would have an impact on the lives that they will uh, come in contact with, that the light and love of Jesus Christ will shine in and through them as they uh, travel overseas. And we also pray that you would uh, grow them in, in, this, uh, in, in these trips, that they would become strong men and women, mature men and women, following Jesus Christ for a lifetime, serving others as a lifestyle locally and globally. Uh, and, and God, we give you the praise and the honor for this Go Beyond initiative, and we ask that as uh, every student of Rancho in the church and the school grows up through this Go Beyond program, uh, that, uh, that they would be lifelong followers of Jesus Christ, uh, honoring you in all they do. In Christ's name we pray, and everybody said, amen. amen.